0: Hello and welcome to WGWG.org. Jeff Powell in with you. Joining me in the studio is the big sports fan himself, Matthew Tessner. Welcome. Thanks, Jeff. I realize
1: that we have said big sports fan enough now that we were having lunch the other day, and I referenced being a big sports fan, and I thought, you know what? Appropriate <laughs> title for this podcast. It is. Made it me is. happy.
0: Because you are. You're a big sports I'm fan. A big you, sports fan. You're not just uh, listening or, or, or viewing or reading or studying one sport, but lots of sports. That's right. So what sport are we going to talk about first?
1: Well, let's talk about Gardner-Webb sports in general. We had the Webby Webby's Awards. Uh, this week, Is that and I-E-S I E S or as as far as I know, it's W E B B Y S, kind of like me. ESPYS, the uh. the ESPY awards they do via ESPN, uh, Grammys, Emmys. It just seems to be the way they like to make those titles. But it's like the ESPYS, kind of a year back look in sports. And I believe this was the second one. It was at least the second one that they've done, where they. Honor outstanding athletes at Gardner Webb. They honor outstanding teams, coaches, moments, just like the the ESPYS do across sports mm-hmm. in general. But uh, so many wonderful things really have happened in the last year. Um, I, I saw that the best win of the year, best game of the year, was our football victory over number fifteen Liberty um, back last fall, and that was a huge, huge win at the time, and and I think it it, ha- it holds up. For, for the year is uh-huh. our best win. We
0: Well, had, it's always good when we, we can beat Liberty. Uh,
1: that's definitely the consensus around here yeah. in Bowling Springs and in the Gardner-Webb family. That's always a, a pride moment, yeah. and it was certainly a pride moment last year because it had been quite some time since we'd beat them on the football field. Uh, the team of the year was the wrestling team. Uh, Coast southern Conference champions uh, set records and um, had – most dual wins in program history had a couple of na- had three national qualifiers again, so they certainly had a big season. We had some career awards, Nathan Lyle and Anna Pashkova. Uh, Nathan Lyle, a swimmer, went to NCAA Nationals. Anna Pashkova, wonderful volleyball player uh, for, for her career here at Gardner-Webb. And then we had just the athletes of the year, and so it was nice to kind of think back at what they've done. And with the female athlete of the year, that was Candace Brown, who folks might remember and uh, they could hear it, I believe, here on WGWG back during the women's basketball season. She hit the shot that beat number 20 North Carolina yeah, that yeah. sent Jared Pankhurst into into orbit as a, as a dream moment for a broadcaster to be able to call that kind of game for your school particularly when it's an upset uh, for us over an ACC school and I believe that call got some national recognition I think through the NCAA
0: it did and that game is archived if you go to our podcast list which you know how to get to if you're listening to this and uh, you can you can relive those last moments by uh, by by finding that game and playing it.
1: That was a, that was a wonderful win. Our, our our men, you know, almost a decade ago beat the men's North Carolina basketball team. Yeah. So it was it was a, again a prideful moment, and there were a lot of those this year. And then on the men's side, he's actually still playing. Colin Thacker. He is, I believe, a second baseman for the baseball team, uh, and he's had quite a season. He's just hitting very well at the plate. I think he's leading the Big South in batting average. He's leading Gardner-Webb in runs batted in, one of the leaders there. Having an unbelievable season, along with a couple of our pitchers. So I imagine it was very difficult to choose who that male athlete of the year was, even from the baseball team, Mm -hmm. uh, let alone if you put other sports in there. But I think if you have enough awards, um, you know, Nathan Lyle, the swimmer, had an excellent year, but he got the career award. So right. you can give somebody else Makes of the sense. year, spread it out a little bit, yeah. and
0: give honor more people. And I think I read this morning that the baseball team has just had its 30th victory of the season. Yes, and I think that's the earliest I, I saw that we have done that,
1: got to 30 wins in a season since we went to Division One yeah. uh, about 15 years ago. So wow. uh, they certainly started hot, started fast, and have continued to play pretty well. I think they had their first Big South Conference series sweep, which means they won all all the games in a series here recently. So they they continue to play well. It, it's tough to to continue the start like they had, where they were undefeated for for weeks there, but they've played really well. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, you know, I would say the the last, and I believe it was the last award that they presented uh, was the Mike Roebuck Award. Mm-hmm. And uh, for those who may not be aware, Mike Roebuck worked here at Gardner-Webb, particularly in athletics, for a good while at the end of his career, and, and he passed away suddenly um, here in the last year or so, I believe, about about a year a little more ago. Um, they have the uh, Mile for Mike run that they do uh, here on campus. They just had that second annual run here this past week as well to honor him. And Meredith Bile, track and field athlete, uh, senior received that Mike Roebuck Award, and she's an outstanding student as well. And that's the thing that I noticed about these Webbies, particularly this year. These are athletes, but they really are student athletes. They, A lot of them uh, presented at academic conferences here in the spring. They're either Alpha Chi Honor Society students, they're honor students, they're both. Um, just so many wonderful things that a lot of them have done, not just on the field of play, In the pool, on the track, wherever it may be, but they're fantastic students as well. So it was just nice to kind of look down that list, see familiar names. And this is, we've been talking about it this week. Graduation is coming up next week here on campus at Gardner Webb three big ceremonies, a lot of graduates, but just a phenomenal class. And whether you're looking, I've got to kind of throw that academics plug in there because whether it's the graduate ceremony, the undergraduate ceremony, or a degree completion program, it's just a stellar class all around. 2016 is going to be a special one, and it was for for our athletics Mm -hmm. uh, program as well. If I could take a look forward, You know, I would say we've got Anytime you have an outstanding class, whether it's one sport or across the board, you got to replace those athletes. And I I look down some of our sports beginning next fall and and winter, and I just think, you know, men's basketball, we've got some leadership coming back, certainly, but we've got some big names and a class to replace there. Women's basketball. We've got we've got significant athletes. Volleyball, football, especially on the defensive side. Looking at it, uh, women's soccer. There's just there's just so many good athletes that are that are going to be walking across the stage and and moving on to to big things next week. And uh, that means that the recruiting classes coming in are going to have to have to learn and step up. So
0: yeah,
1: um, you know there's been some success there, and yeah. that's a good thing. But. Now it's time to kind of pass the torch.
0: And, of course, always, if you want to keep up with Guard Web Athletics, go to sports.com for all the very latest. That's right. Um, NFL Draft?
1: Yeah, NFL Draft, as we record this on Thursday this week, um, starts tonight, uh, April 28th, and it'll be a three-day, three-day deal. Be really interesting to see uh, who goes first. That's always a big thing, you know, who gets picked, and, and of course the number one pick will be scrutinized for years, no matter whether they do well or, or do do poorly. Uh, Jared Goff is a quarterback out of Cal, and I've been seeing a lot this week that that he might be that number one pick to the Los Angeles Rams. It'd be interesting for him. He grew up in California. He played college football at Cal, I believe in Berkeley, and now potentially playing in Los Angeles for the Rams. So it's kind of a California guy potentially going to a California team. There's another quarterback, Carson Wentz, out of a very different kind of environment, North Dakota State, um, who is another potential top pick. Uh, Jalen Ramsey, cornerback out of Florida State. Uh, Laramie Tunzel, big, giant offensive tackle out of Ole Miss. Those are some of the big names that, that look like they'll go early. Um, Rams, Eagles, Chargers, Cowboys, Jaguars Those are the teams that are picking in the top five A lot of those teams are in the top five It seems like often uh, The Jaguars, the Rams uh, Are certainly no stranger to being high in the draft And getting a high draft pick That's not good if you do that over a long period of time because that means you're not improving. Yeah, you 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 might want one one year, uh, you know, to get that get that great player to help kind of propel you forward, but you don't want to be there all the time. You know, the Panthers are at number thirty, and if you're looking at that just as a casual fan, you think ah, they're picking number thirty and they're not going to get anybody fantastic. Well, you know, you want your team to kind of be down lower in that first round, and honestly, we've talked about it before, even on this podcast. That's not a bad place to be, and... You can get great players all throughout the draft. So um, we talked about it last week on, on Big Sports Fan. There are a lot of needs for the Panthers, so it'll be really interesting, and we can talk about that in the coming weeks. Mm-hmm. What they do, where they, what holes they fill. Uh, they need offensive linemen. They need um, wide receiver help. They need defensive backs. So there's certainly plenty of places they could go. Um, we talked about Josh Norman, the defensive back who left the Panthers and has since signed with the Washington Redskins. And it was interesting this past week that he said he was trying to sign that offer sheet that the Panthers had for him at the last minute. And he indicates that the Panthers kind of ripped it out from under his pen and said, no, it's too late. That was kind of the gist of of what he said. So he kind of threw some blame and, and as, as the kids nowadays would say, threw some shade at the Panthers. I don't know. I I think it's one of those situations. It takes so long sometimes for teams and players to come to an agreement on money. And money is just such a contentious thing. There's never enough. There's never enough to go around. The player never thinks it's enough for their worth. Um, So it's just a tough situation. It'll be interesting to see what Josh Norman does in, in Washington. I think he'll be happy up there. Uh, folks remember the Odell Beckham feud last year he'll get to play Odell Beckham twice now he'll also get to play a kind of hot shot wide receiver with the Cowboys Des Bryant twice um, and so it'll be interesting to see his matchups but draft starts draft goes on all weekend um, how about them Hornets We were just talking about how they were historically bad in the playoffs. Now they've run off three straight wins. And the latest of of those was a road win in Miami. And it was really one of those kind of gritty wins that – Either team could have won. It wasn't the prettiest game. There were certainly mistakes made on both sides. Um, you just have a key play. In this case, Courtney Lee hit a, hit a three with about 25 seconds left, and, and then the Heat couldn't score after that, and the Hornets held him off. And so, you know, we're looking at the Hornets potentially if they can win one more game advancing to the next round and, and talking about them either playing, I think it's the Raptors or the Pacers. It's going to be interesting to see. What the Hornets can do, uh, game six, is, is Friday night, and it is one of those rare moments. I only remember one time, uh, maybe two times, that the, that the Hornets have been in that second round, and they've never got past that second round. So it would be a chance for them to, to get to the next point and then try to make some history. It's just... Amazing what they've had as far as their roster transformation in the last year. They've had injuries that they've had to deal with. Uh, Their center, Al Jefferson, has missed time this year. The best defensive player on the team, the only guy who is really known for his defense, has pretty much been out all year. And they've still got to this point in the playoffs. Um, And and injuries, speaking of, that's probably the big playoff story so far. Injuries have just been uh, decimating for teams – in, in this postseason, and I don't really remember an NBA playoff run, especially this quickly, where injuries have been such a big deal. Stephen Curry's out a couple of weeks for the Warriors. everybody They finished off their series against the Rockets. They're moving on to the second round, but everybody's talking, who's the favorite now? And they're kind of automatically riding off the Warriors, and I really just don't feel like you can write them off. Yeah, they're the defending champions. They won 73 games, for goodness sakes. They they won 40-something games without their coach at the beginning of the year with an assistant filling in as the interim. Um, so I don't think yeah, – Stephen Curry's a great player, but I don't think that just makes the Warriors terrible. I think they have enough pieces. Um, one team that injuries I think may spell the end for is the Los Angeles Clippers. I mentioned them as one of those Western Conference teams that could potentially – Uh, come in and make a postseason run. Uh, Chris Paul, uh, former Wake Forest star, their point guard, one of the best in the NBA, broke his hand he's done. Blake Griffin has had injuries kind of their big superstar forward this year. Sounds like they've shut him down for good and they've lost three straight to Portland in the first round and they're now on the brink of elimination in the first round and I just don't without those two players see them making a run. Um, so that's, that's injuries have been big and, and that's one of those things that we talked about even with Stephen Curry when it was his ankle. Since we last uh, recorded a podcast, Curry has messed up his knee and twisted it, apparently slipped on a wet spot spot in the floor and that is what has been holding him right. out so we'll see what happens but it definitely the injury bug has been a few teams and that can completely change the picture so now folks are talking about the san antonio spurs being a favorite and lebron's cleveland cavaliers being a favorite so some of those old standbys again kind of coming back into the picture and it'll be interesting to see what they do here in the next two months the NBA playoffs are a long ride and that's why you have to stay healthy um and you know so that's that's one thing you could say about that the NBA playoffs it is kind of a marathon definitely
0: Anything else we need to be looking at as we head into the weekend?
1: I think that's a pretty good wrap. I the the playoffs will be draft. big. Uh, the draft will be big. Uh, that'll certainly be something that I'll be I'll be paying attention to. And then, yeah, I mean, Gardner-Webb baseball. Uh, it'll be interesting to see how far we can take it this year. With 30 wins already, how many can we put on
0: top of that? And how far can we go? That's Matthew Tessner, the big sports fan, right here on WGWG.org, Gardner-Webb University Radio.